This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. wasn't real high just Needs fyi <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh what a week yeah right oh my gosh so we're recording remotely ish again <laughs> right well we're yeah. we're back in a pre-shutdown and i think we are going to go into full, full oh yeah. shutdown that's it's that's what everybody's saying to me i drove down ventura because we turned my car in the other day so sad um r.i.p r.i.p my mercedes <laughs> um but the lease was up and i don't need a car i've literally i turned it in and the lady was like laughing she's like seventeen thousand miles huh okay <laughs> so it's they didn't even try to sell me a new car they were just like cool 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 you clearly don't you need clearly one. don't drive a car so <laughs> but um because i travel so much and i never really need a car for much of anything at any rate we're driving down ventura and i'm like holy fucking shit. And this is after they were like, restaurants are closed. I put it in that in quotation marks because clearly no one's actually doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. People oh, are I know. still eating. Like, I'm just like, how? I thought that it was takeout only in California now. No, it's crazy. they've closed the indoor part of restaurants. I see. Okay. So if you have a patio, you can still be open. But here's here's the issue like we're in one of the biggest spikes ever and i think they threw restaurants that bone because literally as they're estimating now like almost 50 percent of restaurants are not going to survive this pandemic so wait our economy was the best it's ever been (laughs) right so if you have a favorite like, and I'm not talking Applebee's or Olive Garden or whatever, but right. if you have a favorite local, local restaurant, mm-hmm. mm. chances are, flip a coin, it's not going to be there next year. God, that's so sad. Because takeout, so takeout is not enough. It's not enough to pay the rent. Yeah. It's not enough to pay staff. It's, yeah, it's it's nuts. It's nuts out there. Mm. And yeah, I have the same thing because I drive um, through WeHo to get home from my job and there's people out on the patio, no masks, these poor like servers running around trying to wait on people. And I'm just like, oh my God, what yeah. <laughs> What are we trying to do right now? It's mm. so scary. It is. <sighs> it is scary. Yeah, it's Wild times, 2020, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of wild times, um, I've got like a couple things I want to talk to you guys about this morning. Okay. But number one, like, <laughs> what do you guys think about the chick that keeps making her guy repropose to her because his Absolutely proposals aren't good enough? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Listen, 
if you have certain expectations within your relationship, those are things that should have been discussed with your significant other prior to your engagement, first of all. First yeah. thing, like if yeah. you are if you know yourself and you know that you're going to be incredibly disappointed about one of those things, that's a discussion that you should have had a early. long time ago, early on in in your relationship because nobody's a mind reader and how was he supposed to know? And then secondly, when it comes down to it, you, if you want to be with that person, if this is somebody that you want to be with, you set that stuff aside and you're just happy to be, to, to be yeah. engaged to this person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. You know what I mean? I, I'm not saying that you can't be disappointed about anything ever. You know what I mean? Right. It's okay to right. have expectations, but convey those. And then at the end of the day, put it into perspective of like, how important is this really? Right. In the big picture. <laughs> Like, do you actually want to spend the rest of your life with this person? Is is marriage proposal the actual problem or is it the relationship as a whole? Because well, I'm confused. Yeah, it strikes me very much as the type of person who for whom the wedding and the proposal and all of that stuff is what's important and what they've been fixating on and thinking about mm-hmm. and not the relationship or the marriage. You nailed it. Yeah, I thought I thought the same thing because he's like. He like loves her. He like proposed to her in bed and she was like uh she was looking forward to a more elaborate proposal and he's like, "Oh, okay. All right." So he like got a ring and then he like went home and lit all these candles and everything like that and she was just like she's not having that. She's like, "No, by elaborate I meant public." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then he starts over and plans a three-night trip. Like Honey. away to their favorite like city, spared no expense, five star hotel photographer, and even Jesus. an o- opera quartet. She still ain't happy with that. Wait, I'm sorry. Is, is she telling him no? Like, is she turning him down or like what? Because okay, listeners, listen. If you are in our Facebook group, you've likely noticed that I'm not on Facebook anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I deactivated my Facebook for the sake of my mental health. Uh, it's amazing. I highly recommend. However. I get left out of things like this. So now I'm like, wait, what happened? So did she just, is she, has, is she turning down his proposal? No, like she's, she's saying, saying, no, I won't marry you. No, she's saying, yes, I want to marry you. But this, you need to create a proposal that we can tell our grandkids someday. Honey, this, I'm this sorry. Isn't no, no. Good enough. I'm, I'm sorry. Like you, to this man. I just need him to stop. Yeah, I need him to stop and evaluate the situation because it's Mm -hmm. like, is this someone you actually want to be married to? Someone who cannot be pleased no matter what you do. Also, let me just say, 24 and 25 are their ages. So I'm like, baby boy, get out of there. Sweetie, how the hell did he even afford a trip and a five-star hotel and a photographer and a quartet like love? Honey. I'm sorry. You're going to go into debt trying to propose to this woman. Oh, damn. Here's the thing. Like the first proposal in bed, no ring, right? I understand her maybe having a tinge of disappointment there because – I do think like just the way our society's conditioning for young girls, especially like we think about stuff like that and, you know, being too, proposed too many to lifetime movies, too you know? many so romantic true. comedies that end in a proposal too many. You know what I mean? And so like I, I do think that that's a little bit understandable if she's kind of like, hey, I'd like a ring. I'd like you to get down on one knee. These are just the way that I envisioned things. Yeah, I that get that. I get. Yeah. But 
honestly, like, at what point <laughs> are you just like, you know what? Doesn't matter how I'm proposed to because we're going to have a long and happy marriage. <laughs> not like that. Yeah. He's done it four times now. Absolutely. Four not. times. I'm sorry. Wow. I would be like, if this isn't good enough for you, then nothing ever will be. And by the way, this is the type of person who's going to be an absolute goddamn nightmare when trying to plan a wedding. Oh, God. A nightmare. Bridezilla. I- Dude, I have I'm having nightmares about being her like wedding coordinator. Oh, I feel oof, like oof. it'd be the worst. Oh the worst. my god! You know what? There was uh, I watched a thing on YouTube. Um, it came up because I don't remember what company did it, but it came up because one of the ones was like worst ways I've been broken up with, and I went to watch it, and somebody I knew was in it actually. <laughs> oh, and shit. I was like, oh, that's so cool, and so I, I actually should write her and get her to write in her whole story because it was a little wild. Um, but one of them was wedding coordinators talk about what made them finally leave <laughs> the business, like the worst experiences that they had. And I'm like, God, people are animals. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I can't think of honestly like a, a worse job to have. Like I get it. It's a special day. You want it to be perfect. But the way some of these brides treat their coordinators is in fucking sane i can't watch I mean, any of those shows i get such anxiety i oh. i get hot i get hot mm-hmm. those bridezilla shows oh man bridezilla i used to watch the shit out of bridezilla and i always ended up feeling like just like this where i was like why is this man staying with her like she's acting just absolutely insane. And I remember whenever I used to work in a salon, and I'm sure Cassie, you can speak to this a little oh, bit, God. but <laughs> when I used to work to, in a salon that did like hair and makeup, if it was like the stylist would fight over not having to do the bride. Oh, because, see, that's never the thing in our place. Oh, really? Because no. for, they were like, the brides are, and they would like, they charged more. And like, that's something oh, yeah. that brides always charge more complain for bride. about. Like, you know, when you're planning a wedding, everything's so expensive, blah, blah, blah. But it's like... But you take more time on a bride. You take, so you take for more me, th- when I book, I book a bride for no less than an hour. I book bridesmaids 30 minutes usually because I'm quick. I am fast. And I, I know that that's, that's different for some people but i will tell you right now the thing that i hate the fucking most because i usually mothers of the bride unless they have longer hair i'll do i'll do a lesser rate for them right so they'll they'll have like you know usually a 30 to 45 minute appointment mothers of the bride mothers of the groom those are the fucking worst i would pay someone else to do that, I like honestly, like I, th- I give really? me a bride all day, every day. Fucking mothers of the bride, ooh, we. Or you get that one fucking bridesmaid who thinks that this special day is about her, and you're like, oh shit, honey, oh, yes. honey. it ain't no, about you. Literally, no one is looking at you. No like, one, gives literally, a shit. no one's looking at you. But yeah, no, it was funny. A lot of those bridal coordinator <laughs> stories had to do with mothers of the bride or groom, and oftentimes the groom. And I think it's because <laughs> like mothers of the groom maybe sometimes feel like they're they're getting the short end of the stick, like they're not getting mm. as much attention. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you my favorite doing hair for a mother of the bride story? Oh god, yes. yes. Okay. 
was working in the short north and this um i was just doing the mother of the bride and like i think one of the bridesmaids because it was like a whole party came in and the mother of the bride i'm sitting and the bride's next to us you know and she's telling me i'm like oh what are you wearing and she's like because i always go there because i'm like to me what you're wearing it should all complement each other right so i always try to get details of what they're wearing what's their dress what's the neckline etc also hot tip if you're a bride and you're going in for a practice uh bridal updo or style make sure that you wear a top or a shirt in the same style of the dress that you're wearing it's very good tip that Uh, is because then it gives you like a good visual of like neckline and all of that anyway so i digress i'm asking this woman what she's wearing what is she wearing can you guess white a short white dress no the mother of the bride (laughs) and then i get the scoop later from the the guy who did the bride and he's like oh yeah it's like uh, apparently she he was like it's super super scandalous short white dress <gasps> no. apparently what and does she the had bride a major think? like so the bridesmaid or the bride was pissed she hadn't talked to her mom apparently for like like weeks since she'd known about this dress and begged her mom not to wear it but mom's wearing it because guess what dad is bringing his new wife or girlfriend yes he is oh my god oh way to make it about yourself i fucking hate that i hate it because i'm just like guys anytime it's somebody else's wedding like unless the bride is being absolutely ridiculous unreasonable which we've discussed like i watched i've watched bridezilla and on more than one occasion i'm like no you need to tell that bitch off and like walk away or whatever but Mm -hmm. in general like what does it actually matter to you Mm -hmm. like it's it's somebody else's wishes like and it's your child especially just like be like okay if you don't want me to wear this it's not about me for like one fucking day like chill let me reiterate that is the perfect phrase it's not about me for one fucking day look at all the people not fucking wearing masks oh it's the same fucking thing it's the same fucking thing where people can't literally cannot Stop thinking about just themselves. Yeah, you know, we're asking you to do the bare minimum (laughs) for the good of other people, and you just can't Can't. do it. And that's my rights. The thing with with the mother of the bride, (laughs) the thing with the mother of the bride, it's it's the same thing. It's like honestly, just you can't do the barest minimum. No, because I I, she did her dress was the barest barest minimum. minimum. Because I consider myself to be a fairly laid back bride. Like, I'm pretty chill. Can you imagine if Tammy was like, hey, honey, I am going to wear this dress and it is just below my knickknacks. Well, I honestly think like coming in and being just like, I'm going to wear this thing. It is also just like, what? I'm sorry, huh? Like, my mom, she picked her dress. She sent me a picture uh-huh. of it. And I think she was concerned because the color is like kind of like a pale pink, like a, a oh, yeah. blush like a blush. situation. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and she was like, is it for your too- wedding? Yeah, it is. Oh, it that's is. perfect for our dresses. And then her- mm-hmm. it's, it's going like to complement a- nicely. Oh, so nicely. It's going to look so good. But I think she was worried that she it was too pale or whatever and I'm pretty laid back so I'm like I don't care at all like (laughs) I think that looks great looks beautiful buy it go with it you know what I mean yeah but 
that's what you do. You yeah. message somebody and you're like, hey, this is what I like. This is what I'm looking at. Cool with you. Great. Exactly. Fine. Exactly. Like, done. My, if everybody is reasonable, then you're fine. <laughs> I so you guys know I am a lone ranger when it comes to all things romance and I hate romantic things. So I went wedding dress shopping by myself, found my dress, called my mom, had her come to the bridal shop on the way home and I, you know, tried it on for her and she was like, holy shit, it's like it was fucking made for you. We have to get it. We did. Fell in love with it. And my mom, while we were there, she's like, I'm going to go ahead and pick out a dress too. She picked out the most fucking beautiful, like dark champagne off the shoulder dress that I don't know my mom's ever worn a dress more beautiful in her life. She looked impeccable. However, the funny part of this story is as we're leaving, my mom says, well, you and I have our dresses. So I guess the the heart, the best parts out of the way are like the biggest parts out of the way. I'm like, I guess You're we're like, not concerned about uh, the groom. <laughs> <laughs> the mother of the bride dress is not even in the top 10 most no. important things For my about mom planning a wedding. For my oh. mom, it was the top two. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Which is hilarious because that is not my mom as the like overbearing mother But, but you know all. what? Like, also, <laughs> I, I do understand it. Trying to look at things from like all perspectives, like... As you get older, the number of times that you get to feel pretty, you know, get to have your hair done, your makeup done, get to wear something beautiful, they decrease. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have mm-hmm. school dances. You don't have prom to go to or anything like well, that. Honestly, this is the best part of divorce, isn't it? Like to have get another to do it wedding again. so that we oh. can start doing the divorce weddings. I'm, I'm here for it. Sign Dude, me up. You know what I'm I'm going to do? When everything is finalized for me, I'm throwing Bitch, I don't care as biggest. long as I'm in it. <laughs> party yes the biggest party party. yeah oh i think it should be a thing i think i think we should celebrate divorces the same way that we celebrate you know weddings i think we do it like we would do like a bachelorette party right totally yeah like just get wilding out fucking Mm -hmm. get you a banner to go around your neck and a bunch of dick necklaces and All different size and shapes, yes. dick yes. necklaces. Yes. You're like, this is what my trial is going to look like while yeah, I'm out it's in the gonna field. Commemorate <laughs> all of the dicks that oh led you God. to Eric. You know, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> A commemorative dick necklace. Oh my gosh, you guys! I know we usually we usually reserve this for the end, um, but I and I know Cassie has as well started watching the new unsolved mysteries <gasps> me Dude, too okay me i too. watched the first episode me too. amazing i didn't start from the beginning i didn't start from the beginning because anthony and i looked through the titles and unlike cassie we did the opposite of cassie and we went straight to aliens we were like oh. that episode is about the aliens we went to that one Mm-mm. first and i'm so it. jealous because i started from the first episode oh my god oh. How the good is the alien episode? Is so good, Cassie. Do not watch it mm-hmm. because, like, mm-hmm. by the end, I was like, "No, yeah, that definitely happened." Nope. And I say that <laughs> despite the fact that some of the people they interviewed, in classic Unsolved Mysteries fashion, were a little unreliable. <laughs> like, there were a few that I, aliens. Like, yes, there were a few that I'm like, "No, that guy definitely has a bunker." You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm like, "I don't know if I trust him." But then mm-hmm. they interviewed like nice old ladies who were like. Listen, I I would not be here on national TV. I'm 85 years old. I wouldn't be here telling you this shit if it didn't happen. And I'm like, no, I believe you, Brenda. Like for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The I love the production value yes. is so high. Yeah. And I also love 
that they kept so many original elements yes. of Unsolved Mysteries. They kept the the um, theme song and all that. But did you notice? Did you notice in the opening no, credits Stack. one of the Bobby Stack is Robert that's right. Stack? Yes, yep. exactly. I love that they put his picture in the opening credits at the mm-hmm. very end. But it and and to honor him, they didn't have anybody else step in to host the show. See, yeah, Chris and I were both kind of like, I wish they had. I wish they had a host. I think that would. I would, and Chris said to me, he goes, maybe one of the girls from like your murder shows, like Karen or somebody. I don't <laughs> or know. Or Paul Holes, because Chris now is very familiar with all these things, especially because we, <laughs> I watched the Paul Holes show on uh, ID or whatever. And then the. Um, I'll be gone in the dark. I'll be gone in the dark. Yeah. So oh, I now Chris started is very familiar yet. with Karen and Georgia and Paul. Holes yes. And, and Paul Holes <laughs> is very distinctive. I actually think Paul Holes would be a good choice. Yeah. As that a is. Replacement for, Honestly, for Karen Stack. or Georgia would be a good choice too. Could you but imagine? I, I feel like Karen and Georgia have too much. And we're talking about Karen and Georgia from My Favorite Murder, if you're oh, unfamiliar. Yeah. But I, I feel like Karen and Georgia are almost too humorous. Like sure. I need, I need like a Robert Stack who's like Paul Holes so is serious. Actually perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's like so serious about it that I'm like, well, I mean, Bobby Stack is here telling me that this is a possibility, so I think I might believe it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Could you imagine if Paul Holes told you there yeah, might be aliens? For sure, I'd be like, I okay. might believe it then. Actually, but I actually liked that there was no, um, that there is no narrator. What do you think, Christina? Um. I'm I'm in between. I watched the first episode, and so like the so original good. unsolved mysteries used to be short, and it would have multiple mysteries throughout mm. the thing. And these are more in depth, long like form. yeah, long form. And I almost I'm like I felt like I wanted an in between because I felt like the original mm. ones were too short, and the reenactments and stuff were oh. just goofy. I mean, as a but kid, so good, loved honestly. it. But yes. I, these new reenactments are done well. Yeah. yeah. And they're very few, actually. They only yeah. put in like one or two. Dispersed, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't like show the faces. So it's more like a, this is what was happening. My hands are doing something. Yes. Like it's it's very inconspicuous. I, I, I feel like I would want something in between. Like two cases per show. Like mm-hmm. I, th- I'm going through the first episode and I'm like, okay, like it's repeating itself a lot, you know? Um, I, I don't know if that. you watched the first episode, but yeah, I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to move on. I want the, I want a taste of something different, like two per I show. Felt I felt that way. I felt that way a little bit too. I only watched the first episode, but in, I was enthralled. I'm, I'm, I'm still, still going to obsessively watch like all oh, of yeah. them. I mean, so. go watch the alien one immediately I'm, because I feel like with that one, that one might satisfy you a little differently. First of all, th- not every episode's the same length. And I think oh. the alien one is only like 38 minutes. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. And it's, there's, they're interviewing so many different people. That, that might help. You, They've only interviewed yeah. like two or three people in this mm-hmm. one. And it's just like, oh my God, I get it already. But yeah, mm-hmm. is it episode five? That's the alien one. It's something about Berkshire. It says like UFO in the title. That's okay. how you know. Like you're like, oh, okay. What's up? Yes. Oh. I love it. Last thing I want to talk to you guys about. I'm going to read this to you because Keegan, I don't I don't think that you've seen this. Cassie, you might have. This was also posted in our group. Okay. So this chick has been with this guy for a year. They're living together through quarantine through the last Mm -hmm. three months. 
He started their relationship with a buzz cut, but during the lockdown, his hair has grown out. Mm -hmm. As things have reopened, he's been considering going to get a haircut. She asked if he was getting it buzzed again, and when he said yes, she suggested he just get a trim because she digs his locks. Then this happens. Uh Oh, Oh, no. no. A few days ago, I went onto his phone to play Spotify, and I noticed he had Tinder downloaded. (gasps) I opened it up and saw it was set up as a women's account set to swipe on men. It didn't look like he had messaged anyone yet. When I confronted him about it, he told me that he created the account to look at men's haircuts. Oh, okay. okay. That's what Pinterest is for, motherfucker. Yeah, no. like, honey, Google no. exists. I asked him why he didn't just Google men's haircuts, and he goes, when you search for men's haircuts, it's literally all just male models with undercuts. If you search for a man in his 30s, it's just stock photos. Online dating is the easiest way to see pictures of a few hundred real random dudes in their 30s so I can find a picture to bring to the barber. Listen, listen, listen. Mm. Okay. What do you I, think? I'm actually, actually going to say, I'm actually going to say that, I, yes, I do think that like probably it's men putting, real men putting their best picture forward, mm-hmm. the pictures where they think they look the best. So I understand it. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, like that actually does make sense. However, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Thank you. Like what? Instagram. Just get on Facebook or Instagram or like whatever else. Like there's a, a, a we have a social media. Shop. We have social media everywhere. Like there's a plethora of ways for you to see other people's haircuts without downloading a dating app. I'm not buying it. Just Dude, not buying there it. There are so yeah, many people that are buying it, it. What else could he have it for? Because it's like he set it up as as a women woman seeking men. Yeah. So why? Yeah. So I. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. And also, too, I'm like, hey, honey, can I use? Can you go on your tender and pull up some haircuts or anything? I don't know. Like, yeah, you know, I'm this, like, know. this it's, is a track. It's to me. weird. I would, I, Chris and I would have a, a lot of conversations. Yeah, because I'm like, if the, if that is legitimately his reasoning, if phone. he he could be like, hey, babe, I have this idea. I think this is a good way to see cool haircuts. Before downloading Tinder or even just bringing it up, yeah. You know? To be honest, to be honest, if Anthony had asked, like, come to me and been like, "Hey, I had this idea because I'm not seeing anything I like on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I, I kind of want to see strangers or whatever. Like, what do you think if I downloaded this? I'd be like, fine. You know what I mean? Like, because if you came and told me first, I'd be like, oh, all right. I mean, kind of weird, but you do you. I trust you. You came to me and like you. You right talk to me yeah. about it but so if you I'm like, just found it on his phone it's weird you, it's very weird no, like it like might it. he might be telling the truth but it's still weird i don't like, like it <laughs> i don't trust it and i don't like it and i'm out <laughs> fuck no i'm out fuck. i like it that that's it that's the thing that does it in listen like, i'm a hairstylist i ain't fucking going for it yeah <laughs> you're not buying it I, not buying I, it there are a plethora of places besides google pinterest instagram like i said follow a fucking barbershop that you like like there's so many fucking ways you don't need a dating app like to, it's just so it's fucking no it's a it's a dead no for me it's disrespectful although i have I to it. say some people i don't want to generalize and say men i want to say people but you guys know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't always think things through <laughs> fully. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, true. like literally, okay, true. it could be as easy as like he's just like, "Hey, that's a good idea." Downloads Tinder right away. Doesn't think about it any further. Like, exactly. Doesn't exactly. think about it any further than that, hmm. which is not ideal. Yeah. Um, but the the reason why I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt is because it's a wo- women seeking men account. The Correct. only the only two things it could be is that he's telling the truth. Or like my story last week, he is looking for murder victims. There is no in between. <sighs> right. Oh my god. <laughs> it's haircuts yes. or murder victims. That's it. <sighs> both. Yeah. Well, both I hate it. Are not great. Yeah. <laughs> not ideal. Yeah. Well, I hate it. Who should we fuck, Mary, kill this week? Um. Well, we did talk about last week when we had our whole conversation about FBI agents, the FBI agents who are on <gasps> your phone watching your stuff. Who would be like your, like, who do you want to be your FBI agent mm. who's monitoring your shit, who has your back? You know, I, I have to say, okay, I don't know if I want this person as my FBI agent, but I feel like I need to throw him out there because aliens, you know what I'm saying? Oh, God. I'm going to go with Fox Mulder. Okay. For mine. Oh, shit. <laughs> A David Duchovny situation. Okay. Well, I'm obsessed with right now doing, um, um, watching Alias and Dudeface that's on there who's like her love interest, Michael Vartan. Oh, yeah. Fucking hat. I think he married her like IRL. No, they, they dated. Oh, they, they did dated. Date. They dated before Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. Oh, um, she's got a type. And they're still and they're still like good friends, apparently. Yeah, he's a good looking man. He's fucking hot. I remember him from Friends. He was on Friends? Yeah, he was on like... What's that show? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, rude. <laughs> so rude. Uh, he was the uh, Richard's son. So Richard, played by Tom Selleck... He was the son on that on Friends. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Um, gosh, who would I want to be my FBI agent? Because there's so think, many like oh hot you know ones. Who's a good I'm option? Googling it. I'm gonna Shamar come. Moore. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> did you did you guys watch Criminal? Mm. Well, we've had this conversation, yes. haven't yeah. we? Yeah, but the, his relationship with Penelope yes, on that yes. show, I'm like, oh, it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my absolute favorite thing ever. So cute. Um, I what about Dudeface from um, do, 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 what's the show? It's based off a true series where it's profile they profile. Um, shit. Um, Mindhunter. Oh, Mindhunter. Thank you. Oh yeah, no, but I don't think I'd want him to be my FBI agent. Okay. I'm going. I'm going quirky off the wall. I okay. Kyle McLaughlin from Twin Peaks. Oh God, was an FBI Ugh. agent. Oh no. <laughs> I think I got oh, this no. figured out. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Actually, this is kind of hard. Oh no shit. This is kind of hard. So I'm like, um, I'm quirky off the wall. I'm like, you know. Yeah, but do you want to be... Here's the issue here. Here's the issue here. And I never watched Alias. So to me, Michael Vartan is just a hot guy. Like, I I don't know anything about his character or anything about that. (laughs) So I don't know. I did watch a lot of X-Files and I did watch some Twin Peaks. And I have to say with... What's his name in Twin Peaks? Do we know? I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, but you know what? David Duchovny's in that too. 
Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, Fox Mulder... Fox he Mulder. Would, he would maybe be... I thought he was so hot. Like, young me, ugh, thought he was so hot. <laughs> yeah. But... And, uh, like, how bad do you want, like, him and Scully to, like, fuck from, like, day one? You're like, oh, yeah. what? Day one. TikTok, bitches, I'm, come on. I might actually go. have to Google some fan fiction when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this him and Twin Peaks guy, who we should look his Kyle name Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know his name. character's name. But both of them are the intense like in a way where i'm like do i want to be married to that like every day mm. do i want to deal kyle mclaughlin in twin peaks though he's he's not he's not super intense he's more he's quirky and weird it's uh dale cooper is his oh, character dale cooper that's right that's right mm-hmm. yeah coffee obsessed yeah you know which like same so we have that in common he's quirky oh god i don't know I don't know. He's not quirky in a hot way for me, though. It's like yeah. it's, it's kind of scary a little it's bit. Kinda, yeah. What are yeah, you going like, to do to me? What are you going to try to do to he's me? He's the type of guy who like is a nice guy. Like everyone would be like, he's you're being interviewed on Dateline. Everybody's like, yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a little quirky, but whatever. And you're married to him for years and years and things are great. You make his coffee every morning just the oh, way he no. likes it. And then suddenly people show up at your door and they're like, can we have a look in the shed? And then they're oh. like... <laughs> a bunch no. of shit in the shed and you're oh, like oh no. okay like, we're like no i i i don't know he he doesn't let me in the shed yeah, i've never he, he been allowed in the shed he doesn't let me in there but he's kind of a weird guy and i just assumed that like i don't know he's got doing fucking whatever like pinning <laughs> butterflies to oh no paper oh in there. Well, that's, like, i don't know that's I, murder too i don't thought like he was that. making model trains i don't know oh no and then they're like oh no he's been murdering people for the last 15 years no. you're telling me you genuinely didn't have a clue you're like i don't know he's weird i didn't have a clue so <laughs> i so it's a no for me is what i'm trying to say yeah. okay. i'm gonna have okay. to kill him <laughs> okay okay yeah same um and then i think i actually think this may be a mistake and this may be nostalgia talking. I think I'm going to fuck Michael Var- Vartan because mm. I'm like, he's very hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very French, hot. French American. And he's, Wait, I, I, I feel he's like. Canadian. He's Canadian. He was born in France, but he moved to Canada, I thought. Oh, gotcha. Well, maybe. I, mean, I don't know. Let's I not thought... take that away from Canada. They deserve <laughs> Michael Vartan. We don't. We don't deserve him. We don't deserve him. Um, but if he, I think he was also in Never Been Kissed, maybe. I think he was the guy in Never Been Kissed. He's so cute. Um, so I'm going to fuck him. And this may be a mistake. I may have to live with regret over this decision. Ooh, but I think I'm going to I'm gonna marry Fox Mulder. Mm. <laughs> like, I just, you know. He ain't loyal. I, I, I don't know. I think he is. Not David Duchovny. <laughs> no. Fox Mulder. They're different. Se- separate the character <laughs> from the actor. The character from the actor. Yes. Fox Mulder is loyal. Fox Mulder. Fox Mulder's sister was abducted by aliens when he was a little kid and he spent the rest of his life looking for her. He is loyal. Fox, okay. Fox Mulder is the kind of person that's so obsessed with their work 
and their quote unquote mission, you will mm. literally never have sex with him. <laughs> you're living alone. You live That's alone. That's true. That's you will true. Forever. Never. And and even when he is there, he's not there. He's not present with you. Right. And I, actually, I'll tell you he actually what. He was married on the show. His wife was just never featured because he never saw her. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's canon now. No, I. But but here's the thing, though. With someone like Fox Mulder, just hear me out. Okay. Hear, hear my case, okay? okay? Someone like Fox Mulder, I feel like if you joined him on his mission. Oh, yeah. If you, you were two, the scully to his Mulder. Yeah. Then I feel like if you if you were like, all right, we're going to do this shit together. We're mm-hmm. going to go find aliens together. And I'm fully buying into all of your shit. Then I feel like it will. You will have a very close, tight bond. I still feel <laughs> like you would have a lot of distracted sex, though. Oh, you know? for sure. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like one of those things where he's on top of you and you're just like, are he's you also think- got his phone behind your head. Are you thinking about aliens again? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, it. I am thinking about aliens again. Yes. You're like, Fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Where, where you're it's right. just more like function than fun. And you're like, yeah. ugh, bummer. You're not putting the fun in function, bro. That's yeah, right. Maybe if you could have an open relationship with Fox Mulder. <laughs> hey, can we talk about Scully and how she's hotter now than she Ooh. was then? I've been infinitely s- hotter. Singing Jillian Anderson's yeah. praises for two yeah. years on this podcast. She yeah. is a goddamn treasure and just one of the most beautiful women like ever mm. and has gotten ever. hotter. Yeah. She yes. is hotter now. Than yes. she was in X Files, and she was and she was super cute in X Files. Like right. she was super cute. She's just gotten like more confident. I think yeah. as she's mm-hmm. gotten older, she has that kind of like gives no fucks about your opinion kind mm-hmm. of like attitude where she's just like, I'm gonna do my thing. <laughs> right. That's I know. It. Can I marry Scully? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm feeling like maybe we should have chosen Scully over. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, no, this is this is this is good. I think I think I know what I'm gonna do. Um, I only I didn't watch Alias at all, so I only know uh, Michael Vartan from Never Been Kissed as well. So mm. this one's kind of kind of tough. He was also in um, uh, God, what else was he in? There he was, was in like, a lot of stuff. He's in a lot in of stuff in the nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. So I I think. I'm actually going to marry him. He seems stable. He seems Mm -hmm. like, I mean, hot as fuck Mm -hmm. and just seems like the most normal out of all of them. But I, I'm for sure. Yeah, I'm going to for sure. I'm going to fuck Kyle McLaughlin. (laughs) It's going to be weird. It's going to be so weird. So weird. He's but you know how like, I feel about I my Crispin Glover. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Yes, it's Kyle exactly. So fucking it's weird. exactly like that. He's so weird. It's it makes me think like he's gonna be like, can I put? Sa- Do you mind if I turn on my sounds of hissing cockroaches in the no. background while we fuck? Because it's what I need. And you're like, what? No. <laughs> There's gonna be. I'm gonna learn something from that encounter that I would never have thought of before. So it's um, true. And, and it's then true. I. I've got to kill Fox Mulder. He just, he, I think he's hot. I think he's hot. I had a crush on him growing up, but you know, that whole sad, distracted dude, I'm like, they're no You're, fun to fuck. They're no fun to date. Look at you, growth. So. Okay, listeners, <laughs> you guys, because I mean, Christina was like queen sad boy fuck. 
like yeah. the, the beginning mm-hmm. of this podcast and now you're like no I can't do it anymore I've, I've fucked enough sad guys we're done I mean it's, it's it is great and I admittedly do think that I am making a mistake <laughs> but I'm gonna stand by it for nostalgia's sake yeah we're so proud of the you heart, the heart wants the heart wants what it wants <laughs> man <laughs> well mine's gonna be more like Keegan's because uh, I am also gonna fuck Fox Mulder Oh, no, mine's different. Mine's different, I think, because yes. I'm going to fuck Fox Mulder. I think he, A, smoking hot. I cannot mm-hmm. separate the art from the artist. David Duchovny, you know that motherfucker is going to fuck you two times till Sunday. <laughs> and ooh-wee, I'm here for it. And I don't want to marry it because I know how it will go, and I'm not there for it, but yeah. I am going to fuck that. Um, I have never watched Twin Peaks and have no desire to. And it's way too Kyle, scary and weird for yep, you. Yeah, don't like it. Don't like Kyle MacLachlan. Don't think he's good looking. <laughs> Gonna kill him. So, <laughs> Just, all right, yep. there we go. and I am going <laughs> to go. marry Michael Vartan because that motherfucker is so hot, and I am obsessed with him on Alias. I think. Man, so I need to watch hot. Alias because I bet you, knowing Ugh. me, knowing who I am. I bet you he's way more my speed as far as like a marryable dude. He's a goddamn smoke show. Yeah. And he is hot as fuck. You know, I think that that is also I I think that you could get Anthony to watch it. Given who's in the cast. Oh, okay. oh Anthony. Anthony. Anthony or uh, Jennifer Garner is a really good actress. Oh, yeah. She's such a good actress. I mean, she actually is a good actress. But that is what Anthony says when he. That's code Whatever for like, I can, just think she's really hot. Can I be honest, though? That show has some problematic because she dresses up in character. And I'm like, honey, nobody believes that you are. It was 2001. Indian. It was like, 2001. No Listen, oh. times were different. Yeah. Times were different. Then did you guys see the video that I sent the group chat? Um, because I'll talk about this at the end. I'll reserve this for the end. But I did watch Hamilton. Oh my gosh, amazing! Um, but I sent you guys a video of Jennifer Garner on laughing she, gas. She was on like a dentist. <laughs> like yeah, I sent a video where she was on like laughing gas from the dentist. And she was crying about Hamilton. She was oh, like, so good. She was like on, she's on medication and it's like David after the dentist. And she's just like, it's just so beautiful. I can't stop crying. <laughs> oh my God. What am I not getting these? I haven't seen any of these. I don't know. There was something else yesterday you said you sent and I'm like, I never saw that. It's amazing though. So um, all good choices. Applause all around. We all had different choices. <laughs> yes. I do want to shout out, we have two new patrons. So I want to give them their shout outs. So thank you so much, Hannah. Hannah Husum. I think I'm saying your last name right. Thank you for joining us on Patreon. We are so excited to have you. And Jessica Kokobova, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Uh, we will have your... Patreon rewards out to you ASAP. V soon. V soon. We love that you have joined us on there. If you have any fuck Mary Kill suggestions or anything, your requests get bumped right up to the top. So go ahead and send those in. We'd love to read them. <laughs> that was very ad like your voice. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, back to you, Christina. I, I'm preparing for my <laughs> career in AM radio. <laughs> You guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories? Oh, yeah. But by the way, this is my worst date and I'm Keegan. I'm Cassie. I'm Christina. Look at us. Now we'll take five. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. Okay. Cassie, you want to kick us off with stories? I'm going to do that. All right. So I got this one from Reddit. And um, I don't. 
I don't know why. I I think it's very funny. I hope okay. you guys do too. I think we'll have a lot to talk about. Someone okay. at work. Okay. So someone at work set me up with a, on a blind date. The girl was about eight to nine years younger than I was. Date was delayed because she was in the wrong restaurant on the other side of town. <laughs> then during dinner, I found out. That's something I would do, to be honest. Like, that is something that I would do. Like, God they're like, meet me at this place. And I'm like, I know where that is. And then I go and I'm like, oh, you meant Cafe Gratitude on the other side of town. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. Be right there in an hour. <laughs> um, find out at dinner. She's one. One. She's an anti-vaxxer. And not just... Ooh. Vaccines cause autism anti-vax, but flu vaccines are full of poisons anti-vax. I mean, oh, but you know no. what? I have to say, at least she came out the gate on the first came date hot. with that information. True. Because it would be like, can you imagine like you're starting to fall? You're telling your friends mm-hmm. like, you know what? I think she might, she be, might the be the one. one. She might be the one. You're dating for a couple months. And you start talking you're, about children you're, you're and sitting, she's like, I will not. <laughs> you're sitting on the couch together one day. Yeah. And then she just drops that on you. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> but <laughs> how sorry, does that what? even come up in a first date convo? Question. You know what I mean? Well, okay. because people who feel that passionately about it find ways to bring Be- it up. Of course. It's like anything else. It's like somebody who's like really into CrossFit. You know what I mean? Like oh, that shit is totally. coming up in the first yeah. hour that you know them, whether yep. you bring it up or like not. Like an MLM, they're going to bring that shit up. Yes. Yep. Yeah. For yep. the record, I worked in a hospital at this time. Ooh. I even mentioned this and it didn't phase her as long as I wasn't one of the, the one actually giving vaccines to people. What? <laughs> Two, she works for a chiropractor and not the kind that just helps you with your back pain. The kind that believes all ailments of the body can be fixed with just having your nerves aligned. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. It also became obvious to me that she had a crush on her chiropractor boss and might have been sleeping with him despite the, him being married. I She really came. Okay, listen. While I am grateful that she came out the gate with her crazy because like it really does save everybody a lot of time whenever you do that. It is. Yeah. To Christina's point, it is kind of weird that like it all like all of that. All of that. How long is, is this date? Yeah. Were you sitting there for five hours? Because that's a lot of information. That's a lot of information to give up very quickly. And I yeah. think that too, like if you, I mean, truth be told, like if you're just talking about your boss and his nerve alignment and, and how incredible he is and how incredible he is and <laughs> like, get me out of here. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> At the end of the date, she had not eaten even half of her dinner and offered to give it to me after it was boxed up. The only good to come out of that ordeal was my reassurance and sense of uh, of self because this girl was very pretty and young and had zero interest in her i knew so many who would just do anything to sleep with her but that wasn't god me. bless <laughs> and it's not like i was awash in dating opportunities thus the blind date so oh i don't god. know why i thought that was very funny i just to me i was just like oof it's real I mean, it's really real. I mean, to be honest, like it's that sort of thing that I get nervous about. Like if I if I were single, that is the thing that I would be Mm. nervous about. It's like, am I going to end up on a date with somebody who is just like idealistically opposed in every way to my own beliefs? Like, is this what's going to happen? And then I'm going to have to like sit there and listen to you tell me that dinosaurs aren't real, you know? Yeah, I told you I had that guy that was trying to convince me that the pyramids were batteries. Okay. See. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, part of me is like, go on. Like, I'm kind of like interested in this. I'm like, I'm going to sit over here and eat my salad. You just go off, man. 
But aliens. <laughs> Ali- listen, listen, all I'm saying is aliens. aliens. And this is from somebody who just said that they wanted to marry Fox Mulder. And I'm like, I know. God damn. Like mm. mistakes. Mistakes were made. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> this is also from Reddit. This one's going to upset you. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, this is actually, I think, I think I got this from the nice guy subreddit. Oh, geez. I can't even peruse that without wanting to just burn everything down. You know what? I, I, I thought it would be funny. There was like something where I was just like, oh, this will be kind of funny. No, most of them are just sad. (laughs) So I was in college and met him on a video game, found out he lived nearby and fell hook, line and sinker for him. He was nice, charming, told me how good I was Quote, despite minor flaws. Oh, okay. no. All right. Red flag number one. Yep. You're like, oh, you're so nice. When they're just like, you're great, even though you're kind of shit. They're negging you slightly. Ugh, you're like, yeah, okay. I hate that. Uh, and how, unlike other guys, he didn't care about things like weight. Oh, he no. Said, oh, no. Okay. No, no, That's no. That's a terrible no. thing to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a terrible thing to say, and it's the way to say it like that, to set it up as though you are a superior human being because you don't care about that kind of thing, like hashtag nice guy TM, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, unlike other guys, I don't care about this stuff. Well, it's like that that one dude that was just like, um, that kept calling me like curvy and stuff, and I was just like, I, you know... I. It feels feel like not you're, in- you're trying to make it a compliment, but I don't feel like it's a compliment. Well, and right. it feels fetishy too. Like yeah. whenever someone like yeah, keeps bringing does. that up, like if it's seriously not an issue for you, then it's not. It doesn't need to be a point of conversation at every turn. Like that, it's strange. Yeah. Um, but she says that she was a virgin and she fell for all of this very easily and quickly. So within a month, he had quote roommate troubles and I said he could move in with me as long as he paid rent. He was the first guy I slept with. Girl, I understand. Honey, honey, I get it. Yes, I get it though. You get like a weird emotional attachment. Um, If I ever didn't feel like having sex, he would get really put out and guilt trip me into doing it anyways. Okay. Oh, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Then he wanted to do it without a condom. I didn't want to, and he guilt-tripped me into that. Oh, fuck you. Then whenever we fought... Guys, this is terrible. I'm sorry. I should have given a trigger warning. Then whenever we fought, he touched me until I stopped talking. So this is just straight up abuse. What? It's just abuse. Like, he's violating her personal space. I have a billion questions. Mm -hmm. Just touched you until you stopped talking. I would be like. "Mm." Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredibly manipulative. It's violating. It's abusive. Uh, Fucking horrible. If I ever wanted sex, he always had an excuse why he didn't want to. So, again, this is like a power and control thing. Exactly. it, he doesn't want to have sex whenever she wants to have sex. He only wants to do it when he wants to do it and then basically manipulates her into doing it. And that's a control thing. Um, I tied myself to a bed once in anticipation of him coming home and he walked in, looked at me and left me tied to the bed naked to go play video games. I had to ask him multiple times and uh, before he sighed heavily and came and untied me. I fucking hate this person so much. It, I hate him so much. Do you, horrifying. As somebody who a a big part 
of my relationship uh, was trying to um, figure out what I was doing wrong sexually. Right. Yeah. And mm. it it demeans you and degrades you in a way like that constant rejection and that kind of thing. It it eats at your psyche in a way that I, I'm still struggling to explain and recover from. And I just, I, I'm so, the, the amount of time that she spent trying to plan this to try to get him like, notice me, love me, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Try to do things his way, do something right. that. Yeah. Do- and you're being constantly rejected wow. because anytime she wants to have sex, he doesn't want to. And so you're feeling like you're constantly rejected. So I do understand getting to this point where you're like, okay, I'm going to do something really extreme to excite him. Like this yeah. would be something that like is going to make him excited. For and then me. not only does it not do the, the objective that you hoped, he uses it as to weaponize. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's abusive. He leaves you there. Mm-hmm. Like what human being, what kind of human being would do that? Jesus Just crazy. If there. you did that to poor Anthony, I, first of all, you'd have a fucking heart attack and die. <laughs> so you might be trapped there forever. <laughs> but secondly, the first, his first thing would be to untie you. He'd say, so like, this isn't sexy. Let me save you. I mean, and even if like, if you want to, uh, uh, that's the thing. If he just genuinely didn't want to have sex, that's okay. Not everybody wants to have sex all the time. Not even guys. I feel like we have this expectation on men that like right. they should want to have sex all the time and drop whatever they're doing at, at, just to have sex whenever. So but it's okay that he didn't want to have sex, but he should have articulated that, untied her and said, mm. you know, thank you for putting in this effort, but I'm not in the mood, you know? Yeah, there's Use just a words. way. And th- the thing is, is that it ends up turning into a vicious cycle between like the abuser and the abused because speaking as somebody that, that did end up trying so hard, like that isn't attractive to no, the right. abuser because you're like a wounded animal. It makes them want to hurt you more, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, And so, so then it's... It, the the right kind of person would would see that and be like like you said like untie you and just be like you're really beautiful I'm just not really feeling it that way like sprung exactly. on me like yes. it could be a conversation it could be a thing but when you uh, it's just it becomes such a vicious cycle and especially when you're younger and you don't the have first somebody- person you've had sex with can you imagine yes. the first person you've ever had sex with is treating you like this Ugh. like horrible it, it would really I mean it's traumatic. then he stopped paying rent always had a reason he couldn't do it he stopped cleaning because that was my job I was working full time and a full time student and doing an internship he was working part time and playing video games the rest of the time (laughs) then he'd get critical of me very quickly he would berate me for leaving dishes in the sink telling me I was going to get sick then guilt tripping me about being too tired for things commenting on my weight and telling me how lucky I was he was there to look out for me being sure to tell me how other guys would take advantage of me this is all classic abuser stuff 
When I finally told him I wanted him out and that we were through, he convinced me to have sex with him because I didn't mean it. I told him to use a condom and he didn't say anything. He just didn't do it. Wow. I slept on the couch that night and cried myself to sleep. He told me he always had a plan for people who double-crossed him, that when he met someone, he figured out how best to ruin their lives in case they ever fucked with him. I told him to leave and kicked him out. For months, I was terrified of what he would do to me. I haven't seen him since. Good riddance. Edit, forgot to mention, he left his concealed carry license on the counter when he left. Unsure if he forgot it or if it was used for intimidation, but it scared the shit out of me because it felt like a threat. Oh, my God. Sorry, I know that one's not funny, but every now and again, I'm just like, guys, especially with we talk about like nice guy, nice guy TM culture, Mm -hmm. those look out for those red flags. It's never anybody's fault for falling for manipulation. Like, don't ever beat yourself up about that. However, we what we can do is move forward with the knowledge of like if somebody is telling you how grateful you should be that mm-hmm. they're in their life, that other people won't appreciate you or love you the way that they appreciate and love you. Those are all manipulation tactics that you should steer clear of. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. No, I I I would also say the one thing that we've said almost from the beginning of this podcast too is just like Surround yourself with with fucking friends. Yeah. Honest, honestly, like I wish that I had done that when I was younger because friends give you a different kind of confidence in yourself and you shouldn't strive to find that confidence in a relationship because it won't work. It will not work if you derive your self-worth and your confidence from a relationship, which is mm-hmm. something I did when I was young. Um it doesn't work. It deteriorates the relationship. You can easily fall into one of these abusive patterns, these codependent patterns. Right. And it's, you, you've got to fucking surround yourself with friends and doing the things that you love, surround yourself with work, things that you're passionate about. Those are the things that are going to give you self-love, self-confidence so that you don't get trapped in a situation like this. Right. I mean, and friends will also give you that perspective of like good friends are going to tell you if if they're like, look, they see the red flags that you don't. Right. Right. Yeah. Or if you're very casually mentioning things to them that you think are normal, that they know are not normal, they will voice those things to you and they will be that voice in your head that's like you deserve better. You deserve to be treated better. Right. You know, it might push you to get the confidence you need to get out of that relationship. Can you guys hold on for one second? Chris is about to take a walk and ask if I could take a break for one second. Sure. To ask me some. Hold on. <laughs> There's a falcon out here in front of the gate, right in front of the gate that is eating a pigeon. <gasps> has, and now there's just oh blood. My there's blood. Oh my God. Oh my what God. The We're going to have to step around it. <laughs> To get oh out. Oh my God. First of all, birds aren't real. Secondly, birds are fucking terrifying. Savage, man. That falcon looked me in my eyes. Yeah, you did. I went over there and it was like, what? That's a <laughs> fucking dinosaur. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Dude, it tried to take off with it in its, but it's like a small falcon. So it's only barely bigger than this 
than this pigeon and it tried to like take off with it in its talons and then just dropped it and now there's blood everywhere oh well, my god <laughs> yikes well uh i live here now so yeah. i'm not going anywhere <laughs> no i don't blame you not with murder falcons outside Jesus, that's the last thing we needed in 2020 was some murder (laughs) falcons, honestly. Now murder falcons. Here we go. Perfect. This tracks. Wow, that was very exciting. Um, Well, I have a story from Reddit as well, and (laughs) I'll just dive in. Okay, so this guy says, I went on an OkCupid date once. The girl and I- Never a good start. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) The girl and I drove past a mattress and box spring hand wrapped in plastic. I drive a truck. No, uh, honey. Uh, how, okay, hold on. Pause because I know what's about to happen. And I have to say, unless you are 18 and in your first apartment, even then, it's a bad move. Even it's then, a really bad move, you guys. Don't do it. I mean, on my a first date, couch. On a first date. My first no. couch came from the side of the road. I'm not going to lie. But. No shade, but do that on your own fucking time. (laughs) Anyways, she asked and then insisted that I stop and get the box spring. She wanted me to put it in my truck and then help her put it in her second story walk up apartment. That okay, first this of all, isn't actually a date. She just saw that shit earlier. Was like, "Hey, you got a truck, right?" <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> he probably has a picture of him with his truck yes. on OKCupid, and she's like, "That'll work." I don't want to go hire a U-Haul. She's too cheap to go get a new box spring, so she definitely isn't paying Ugh. for a truck. I politely said, no, I do not think this is a good idea that there is a pretty solid chance of bed bugs because sealing an item is what you try first when you have those nasty little things. She was having none of it. I refused. She started crying, telling me, I don't know how it is not to have things and that it's easy for someone born with a silver spoon in their mouth to write off a free box spring. She didn't know me at all and made these assumptions based on who knows what. It was hard to hear since I came from absolutely nothing and worked my ass off to get to where I am. So we pulled into the restaurant. No. And she, she settled down a bit. We ordered our food. She answered a phone call at the table. It was a friend that had an extra ticket to a music festival. She really wanted to go but had just started a job serving food at a restaurant. I suggested that she not call her boss and ask for days off. I worked in the restaurant industry when I was younger, and I knew that her supervisor would not let her call off from her first weekend. Right. Yeah. She called her work anyway. Oh, she got in front of him. Yes. Like, honey. Oh, oh my Lord. God. Go home. Like, she has no appropriate boundaries. No, you just this met this person. This, this is a stranger. Is and you're letting lot. them in on all your dirty shit. It's She's so crying messy. The first hour. Oh, my God. It's so messy. <laughs> I Oh, she called her work anyway. She started crying when her boss said no. I felt oh my bad God. for her boss, to be honest. Yeah. Her, her boss fired her on the spot. Uh, uh, Whoa. So now you're, oh, you're sitting with a girl who just got fired. Oh, my God. Is crying and wants a free box spring. Yeah. I paid the check with both of our meals still steaming and untouched. 
On the way back to her house, we reached a stop sign. She no. j- jumps out of my truck. No. Oh, my God. And ran towards a trash pile. She came back with a hand day glow painted end table and threw it in the back of my truck. When I got to uh, her uh, house. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh. We need to pause and break that down. It is a okay. day glow painted end table. And you jumped so out of the stop sign. Some 15 year old mm-hmm. painted mm-hmm. this table mm-hmm. and then was like, you know what? I'm, I'm better than 16. this. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I, I'm going to throw this away. <laughs> and this grown lady, I assume. On a date. On mm-hmm. a date. Mm-hmm. What is the just fuck? Like, like, oh my and God. And then threw it in your truck bed. When I got to her house, I said nothing. Just put it in park and hit the unlock button. She then took both of our to-go bags and ran <gasps> off with her new end table. <laughs> wow. Uh, you, I, wow. You know woo, what? That's a, wow. that's. We haven't had a really good like <laughs> who raised you like in a minute. I feel like that is a real who raised you moment. Like, oh, Lord. what? What? Do not take my leftovers, dude. Uh, honestly, honestly, like, of everything she did, that's the thing that would have put me over the edge. I'd be like, I, 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 I had wanted to go home and enjoy my dinner. I had plans for that fucking carbonara, bitch. <laughs> exactly. She exactly. Zuss. Whoa. <laughs> I'm surprised. You know, she had a friend call and ask her to go to a... Uh, a music festival. I'm surprised she has friends because somebody who like okay. behaves like that all the time. You're like, you know that she's putting a lot of emotional labor on those friends, man. Oh. Absolutely. She's she like, had to be the last on a first left. first date. <laughs> she she's to. like, hey, stop and get that for me. You have a truck. It's just like the sense of entitlement that. And then she like, cries. You don't know me, but help me there's, with this. There's also very something a big yeah, thing. There's something about adult people who cry when they don't get their way that is so off-putting like yeah, it's yeah. so off-putting okay <sighs> <sighs> well that's um that <laughs> that's that well um and if you hate that you're gonna hate this okay Ooh-wee. let's do it we thank you all right so i'm very excited christina Ooh, and here's why I'm finally doing the story of Chris Watts. Yes. And uh, <laughs> not to say yes, as in uh, like this, no. this motherfucker is one of the biggest pieces of shit ever. Garbage. ever. Did you guys the, see? Sorry. No, but I mean, you all know that like my, the, one of the biggest things I'm fascinated by are family annihilators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I just, that's right. Uh, did you guys see recently? I think it was, I don't know if it was Walmart, not trying to throw them under the bus if it's not them, but it was some, it was some company, like photo company that used like, so, you know, they were like advertising that like you can take all these pictures and make a collage and put it on a blanket, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the pictures was Chris Watts and his family. No, oh, it wasn't And they it. used it to advertise, like, you can no. put your family's pictures on this blanket. Oh, no. And people were like, um, excuse me? <laughs> like, whose oh, fucking call no. was that? Like, how did this slip under the radar? Oh, no. Anyway. Oh, mm. no. Holy wow. shitballs. Dude, could you imagine? All right. Well, I got a lot of my new, uh, my information from NBC News. I also watched Family Man, Family Murderer on ID, which actually had a plethora of really updated 
and good information. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's August 13th, 2018. Nicole Atkinson is in a panic. She's been trying to, all morning to reach her friend Shanann. Um, they had just returned from a uh, return the evening before, like they got back 2 a.m. in the morning, really late the night before from a work trip. And she had dropped off, uh, dropped her off at home. Shanann had uh, had not been feeling well during the trip. Uh, she has lupus and she's also pregnant at this time with her third child. Shanann and her husband, Chris Watts, were expecting their first son, already named Nico. Oh. Nicole knows. Nico, what a cute name. I know. Nicole knew Shannon had not um, hadn't scheduled OB visit the next morning and had been trying to reach out to her to see how she had been how she was feeling. Um, also, the, you know, uh, during this trip, she'd been feeling poorly, but also some tensions from home had popped up while they were on the trip. Shannon had noticed a charge on the credit card, their credit card, that was suspiciously high for just one person. Um, she had had uh, had to have like had to have had like prior suspicions to this. Honestly, if she's looking at her credit card statements that thoroughly and then sees like a bill come in from a restaurant and is like, Hmm. Yeah, this is a for spe- sure. Suspiciously high charge. Yeah, for, for sure. She definitely. <clears throat> that seems to me like there were definitely things that she was like, just maybe looking at things slightly more closely, just to see, you know, because that's that's definitely what that feels like to me. She already had suspicions yeah. because otherwise, if you fully trust your partner, you would explain that away. Something that simple. You'd be like, oh, maybe they had a, a big lunch that day. Maybe they took their friend out to lunch right. or you whatever. Twice. I would never question Chris over a big bill. For I would assume. I would exactly assume that. I'd be like, oh, he went out to lunch with a coworker. Yeah, bought them yeah. lunch or something. Yeah, and here's the here's the thing. Like at the end of the day, like oh, like cheating to me is so cowardly because it's like you of can't course. use your big person words. To mm-hmm. express like a feeling of discontent, like mm-hmm. it, uh, it and mm-hmm. and try to like have an adult solution, and that's why like family annihilators like are like the epitome of that. That they're so yeah. incapable of mm-hmm. voicing adult like adult talk. <laughs> or yeah. addressing adult concerns that they have to go to such an extreme to avoid a confrontation. It's it it's creates very something like this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredibly fascinating and, actually because you're like immature. Yeah, but when you're you really like break it down like where that. does that come from from like a psychological standpoint? I mean, I guess I can see where it comes from because I think we all have those feelings. Better right? for it to like, just disappear than have to deal with it, right? That's where it yeah, comes from. I I'm so deeply afraid of conflict or whatever, and I have such a deep need to be perceived a certain way mm. that like oh. I cannot. I That's just er- early childhood shit. That's like yeah, parents that don't talk about feelings. That's like, yeah. Ugh. Okay. It's, sorry. It, it's yeah. No, it's levels for sure. So this is also happening. So the trip, to say the least, this work trip with her friend Nicole. Um, it's she's working for Lavelle, which is a multi-level marketing company. So they're in Arizona. That's what this trip is. And and you know, like I said, so the the the. You know, her being sick, not feeling well, not, uh, you know, being able to deal with, you know, some of these, you know, health issues and and suspicion. So, I mean, here's the thing, too. um, You know, a lot of autoimmune diseases like lupus and stuff are triggered by stress. So, you know, very much, 
you know, some of these, you know, lupus things that she's dealing with and these illnesses could very well be related to the stress of some of the stuff that, you know, was going on at home. So again, Mm. her friend is like freaking the fuck out. And she's like, I haven't, you know, seen her and she's no response. So she ends up going by the house. So she's been texting or calling her all morning. No response. She goes to the house. No one answers the door yet. Again, she knows she's got an OB visit. She goes to the house, uh, notices her car is sold in the garage. She's worried. So she's like, calls Chris, who's her husband. Um, and Chris is like, no, she's she must be out. I, I know she had a play date with, uh, you know, the, the kids and she has to be out with the kids. Um, don't worry. Nicole's like, mm, but I am worried. <laughs> and being the best fucking murderino friend on the planet says, nah, and calls 911 to See, report. A have suspicious- good friends. Have that's good friends. Right. That, that's yeah. right. You're like, mm, her shady ass husband is telling me everything is fine. But yep. my intuition is saying, nah. So, yeah, I 100 <laughs> percent yeah. count on you guys doing something like yeah. that. for 100. me. If, if Eric was like, oh, no, no, she's she's fine. I'd be like, fine. Mm. put her on the fucking right. phone right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you go wake her up. I don't care if she's asleep. That's weird. I'm going to call 911. So she does. <laughs> and she's like, when Chris or her turns home, the police are already there. The police had, you know, gone around the house, checked all the windows, didn't see anything in there, nothing. But they did see like her shoes by the door. They saw some stuff, with it, but nobody, definitely nobody was home. So Chris finally arrives. Like he comes straight from work, obviously in a panic. Um, and he, uh, you know, pulls up. It's funny because the, 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 um, police are wearing like the cameras the like body cams yeah yeah body cams and so like you can see him pull up in his face and how he reacts it's it's all very strange trash nicole starts to so they get into the house and nicole starts to immediately point out things she's like her purse is still here you see her on the body cam opening the purse she's like nope her medication's in here she would never go anywhere without this medication love this bitch like this bitch was like you know what i could just call 911 and let the cops handle Mm -hmm. it but nah she got in her car Mm -hmm. she drove over there she went inside and she's like i don't trust chris Mm -mm. to point out all this shit to Mm -hmm. you so i'll be the one oh you see her here her medication is still here she would somebody's lying her suitcase is still unpacked from the night before the Mm -hmm. bedding when they go into the bedroom the bedding had been stripped and they find a bed sheet in the trash bin oh Oh, yeah nicole's nicole's like bff "Mm, i'm a help i'm a help (laughs) y'all don't know (laughs) yeah here's the thing guys um I don't know about you, but when I change my sheets and I take my bedding off, I don't throw them in the trash can. I you know, traditionally put them in my laundry basket. That's, that is true. Or just Unless, you know, straight to the washer. You know, eventually those sheets are going to need to be thrown away. But typically, yeah. that's a once in every how long. <laughs> and it's weird. it's weird that if I'm missing... That's the yeah. day that I decide to day. throw the sheets mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave town without my purse or my medication while I'm pregnant. And you know what? While I'm at it, I'm going to go ahead and make the bed and throw these sheets out. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't need these what? anymore. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Shannon and Chris had mutual friend, uh, uh, had met because they had a mutual friend. So when uh, she had received, so this is kind of how they met. Um, when she'd received a message from him on Facebook, she was hesitant, but he was persistent. <clears throat> and <clears throat> Sorry. And after becoming a couple, they marry in 2012. They were like, re- re- relocate to Frederick, Colorado from North Carolina, um, hoping for the location to be more ideal for Shanann, uh, Sh- Shanann's lupus. Shortly after they have their first daughter, Bella, followed then by Celeste, who they call Cece. Which oh my god that. how adorbs They're is that so fucking beautiful and like this to everyone from the outside is like beautiful perfect couple 
yeah, beautiful children. Like, they literally look like a stock photo oh, th- that you would use clearly on a blanket. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like that was obviously someone's fuck up, and I can't help but think that that was an intentional thing that they did. But to that point, they do look like that. They look yeah. like a stock photo of a perfect family, right? Mm-hmm. So when they, you know, they're looking at this case, they're walking through this house and everything's so suspicious, you know, they're like, this is really fucking bizarre. Like, why, why would this family of all families, you know, met wholesomely? He's such a loving person. She has a a plethora, like a, a strong Instagram and social media, like, you know, Presence. Pres- Thank you. Presence is the word I was looking for. Exactly. Where she's constantly sharing stuff. She even shares, um, like so much. And a lot of it had to do with her MLM business, of course, of course. Um, and she's definitely that friend from school who would like message you. And you be like, hey, hi. Hey, hey yeah. girl. Hey, girl. Been a long do time. You, do you want to b- be a boss, babe? And <laughs> and there's like 20 emojis. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to just walk right out of this conversation. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, but she does have a lot of friends. She's got a lot of people who follow her and and her life has become Instagram and Facebook and social media. So much so that even like when she decides to share with her husband, she has this really fucking cute shirt that says, oops, I did it. We did it again. And it's like she films it. So she like films like their lives and their perfect existence, you know, on on social media. Right. So this, this is, the family. is this is why, like, honestly, like Keegan, I know you're taking a break from Facebook, but it was really like really eye opening and something I had to come to terms with, like post divorce, like how how fucking fake social mm. media is. And if it's something that can exacerbate depression and anxiety big time, mm-hmm. if Absolutely. you don't realize like how like how fake people are with it it's what they want you to see it's not a depiction of real life never Mm -hmm. absolutely and i would recommend especially like right now like you said i'm taking a a facebook break i am still on instagram but even then i've really been trying to curate my instagram feed to be a place that makes me feel good about myself because like I think very often we can get sucked into this world of social media that like makes us feel bad about ourselves sure Mm -hmm. so I recommend that like go curate your feed with things that are like educating you making you feel positive surround yourself with friends like my god so so much of my Instagram is like plants and like alpacas (laughs) (laughs) the best the best I have a lot of cats so yeah, lots cats, and lots amazing. of cats. Amazing, I love it. <laughs> so now you know. Again, they're at this home, and both little girls and the pregnant mother is missing. So you know, where the fuck is Shanann, and where are Bella and uh, Bella and Celeste? Ugh. So, um, the helpful I wrote in quotes, i.e., nosy neighbor Nate. <laughs> <laughs> decides oh, man. to jump in as well and tells the police, hey, you know, FYI, I'm Nate. <laughs> uh, I'm the neighbor. My name's Nate. 
Um, I was I outside brushing my door. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. Like I, I, I'm coming over and I'm, I'm just like, my grass hey, can I be of any assistance? <laughs> the cops are like, no, go home. <laughs> I was just vacuuming my grass and uh, I noticed. I, I'm overheard. I just, I couldn't help it. So I thought I'd chime in. Just, I, I just want you to know that I actually have a video surveillance footage that hits right <laughs> on the garage that might be helpful. Yeah. So if you guys want to just take God a look, damn, see Blue. Nate. Man, so you're the best. The police and Chris head on over to watch the tape. <laughs> Chris is just sweating bullets. Dude, like his armpits are spicy. Chris is being filmed by the body cam. Oh, so God. The video footage you see is the fucking body cam video footage of them watching the video of him backing in and seeing all that stuff, which we've seen probably a million times mm-hmm. on, on in media. But Chris is exactly he's pacing he's like leaning foot to foot like doing the you know the Mm -hmm. he is sweating meanwhile that one cop that one cop who took a psychology course is like "Mm, his body language seems off so they're about to head out the the (laughs) door and and nate's like hey yo Want to hold back here for a sec? He's Cops like, like can yeah, you, you know what? I'm gonna the get door, his information real quick, Chris. I'll be right out. He's like, so dude face is like, yeah, that's suspicious. Your boy is acting so suspicious. He's been my neighbor for years. I've known him for years. This is not how he acts. I love that Nate felt the need to tell the cops that. He's just like, hey, I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> but he's Bro's acting, acting real strange. weird, right? Uh, acting very strange isn't normal behavior Um, he's basically like red flags everywhere unfortunately at this point though there's no other other than odd behavior other than the suspiciousness there's not really anything to go on because the video doesn't actually show much of anything except for the truck pulling back in and no one actually seeing her leave so literally they see her come in there's a video camera surveillance on like their ring camera from the house that when she comes in at night late when she's being dropped off no one sees her again except for truck the truck being backed into the garage so suspicious af yeah but not necessarily there's not really a smoking gun right because she could have gone out the back door sure. could have left mm-hmm. the house another way sure but it is unlikely like if yeah. you are trying Especially to since her car's still there and if you're trying to get out with children why would you make it more difficult or more complicated why on yourself you take your car yeah why wouldn't you take your car why wouldn't you go out the front door you're trying you're pregnant you got lupus you're trying to wrangle two kids yep. to leave you don't take your purse you don't take your car and your you medicine. go out the back door mm-hmm. yeah why? that never happens zero times so a little backstory as well beyond this happy facade in July of 2018 before this Shanann and Chris had were having some problems uh, so she had taken the girls to her families in North Carolina for five weeks he had also revealed that he wasn't super thrilled about the third child so they were having some real issues in their relationship as um, as news of this disappearance went out police were connected uh, contacted by a woman called Nicole Kessinger she shared with the detectives that they had met at work and become close. He told her, so this is the thing. As soon as this went out on television, as soon as like detectives were like, Hey, this person's missing. And so are her kids. He, she's like, Whoa, wait a tick. 
this is the guy I've been seeing and he told me he was getting divorced. This is mm. really bizarre. She oh, immediately no. is like, nah, I ain't fucking down for that. You got a Scott so, Peterson sitch here. Yeah. So here's the thing about that because I think there's, you know, as soon as you see something like this come up, your automatic thought is like, oh, other woman, who's this scandalous bitch? Maybe she's involved. This girl truly was like, I knew nothing about this. And as soon as she heard was immediately contacted the police. Well, it's like Amber Fry. It is. Yep. It's like, yes. it's like, um, Scott Peterson, it's exactly Mm -hmm. the same kind of thing where I think we do rush to judgment, especially in our country, the way that our society is built up. We rush straight to be like, Mm. this person must be involved. This is like a homewrecking bitch. What did she do? Right. Uh, What's her responsibility? This was just the the fucking poor chick that swiped left on the wrong motherfucker and got right. No, you know what I mean? To work together. together. Yeah, they happen to work together. So she, they met each other through like a really, you know, like, uh, you know, innocent way, you know, and he had told her the pro they were in the process of splitting up. And, and to be honest, her wife was, his wife was gone. She's in a whole different state. She's not home. Mm -hmm. You know, he tells her, he's like, I have two little girls, but you know, my wife and I are in the process of splitting up. Yeah. You have no reason to disbelieve that. that? You know, I I went on dates with guys in that situation. Oh my God. (gasps) I did. Can you imagine if you watched the news and one of their wives was missing or disappeared? Oh shit. Yeah. Um, But there were emails, letters, love notes, police found between the two of them, as well as photos. So there was plenty of like, to to back up her story, like, this is not some crazy bitch who came up with a story. Like, she's like, oh, no, here's my receipts. Yeah. So the police now were laser focused on Chris. They had tracked his work truck's movements and were giving him a lie detector. dumb motherfucker. Like, honestly, like, Mm -hmm. he... Just a bad criminal, really. No, it's, dude, the level of fucking narcissism, too, with yep. these fucking dudes who who can't, or most of the time dudes, who are incapable of fucking using their big boy words and, mm-hmm. and talking through emotions. They still think that they're fucking better than everybody. And it's Isn't so fucking wild? crazy. <laughs> I'm just like, it is wild. And they have the it emotional maturity of a fucking toddler. Well, and yeah, they think that they can put in absolutely no work into this, into this yeah. crime, essentially, and that they're still going to get away with it. Because I think mm-hmm. they fully expect that they will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that is, it's like deep narcissism. It is. And the wild thing, too, is I was uh, I was saying uh, to Keegan yesterday, because I did tell her what I was doing, and I was like, dude, the... I honestly was like, oh, this went on for months. This was literally between two days. All right. of this shit happens within two days. This is how fucking ignorant this it, motherfucker is. And it's a really combination is. of him being dumb as fuck. Yeah. And also, like, again, her, uh, Shannon, Shannon or Shanann. Shanann, having people around her who gave Care. enough of a shit to be like, no, uh, sir. We're, not today, not on yep. my watch. That's yep. right. I mean, her friend was immediately like, hey, I'm not hearing from my girl. This isn't right. I know she's not been feeling well. This to be, be honest, anything. everybody in this situation thus yep. far, except for Chris, came correct. Is came correct. Yep. Yeah, the like neighbor. neighbors, like I'll, I'll chime in to help. This is like uh, the village taking care of this one person, right? Like mm-hmm. the neighbor right. was just like, mm, I, I can help. <laughs> the the girlfriend was like, sure. girlfriend was like nine one fucking one. Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just want you to know that like I'm not involved in this. You know, but like your boy might be. So they do track Chris's truck they uh they track it all the way out to a well site using um at this well site so 
Chris is an oil worker, so he works in many oil fields. This is one specific site that he um, has worked at. This is where they track his truck to the site. Um, using a drone, they actually survey the entire area. So they have a drone going over this area to see if there's anybody any disturbances in the ground. Um, but what they do find immediately is they find a sheet that shockingly matches the bedding that's missing from the home. Well, imagine that. I mean, that's not suspicious at all. So during the interview, Chris is revealing absolutely nothing. And even though he failed his poly, he only ever admits to having an affair, which, of course, they already know. They don't tell him they know that. But this is the only thing at this point that he's confessed to. Eventually, the police are trying to redirect his process, suggesting maybe uh, maybe he did it because uh, you had to. huh? Maybe Shanann was bad. This and is had the worst part of the story girls. to me. Yes, yeah. this, this is the part that... I think, I mean, the whole situation is oh, it's horrible, horrible, but I think this this part this. of it, I think, is what made it pop off the way it did in the media because it is so despicable. It takes it to another. Mm-hmm. And you, you look at the story and you're like, how could it get worse? Uh, how could he be how. more of a piece of shit? And then Let you're like, count the ways. Thank you. <laughs> Do it. Uh, he tells, um, he's like, he's, you know, see, it's funny because you can watch the video of it, right? You can almost just see the wheels turning in his head where he's like, yeah, yeah, her fault. God, she so did something. Fucking stupid. I had to protect the fucking kids. But they were looking at any outlet to say, for him to just fucking admit that he killed them and where are these bodies? Like, where are these, where are they at? So they just need to get to an answer. So with this, once he brings this up, he's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to want to talk to my dad real quick. And uh, after I do that, I'll confess everything you want to hear. So these, these two are real pieces of shit too. The parents, yeah. Chris, oh, Chris yeah. Botts, his parents. Oof. Well, that's the reason why. He is the way he is. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not the, one of those people that likes to pass the buck on to like always blame the parents. But in this fucking case, I fucking blame the parents. I really do. So the fact that they stood by and watched this motherfucker lie about what happened to their fucking grandkids. Their grandkids. Their fucking their grandbabies. Babies. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I have to say, like, my mom doesn't have any grandkids yet. But I, I truly do believe that she's going to love those kids so fucking much that I think she would. I, I really do think that she would throw me under the bus if I did some fucked up shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And 100. like, and that doesn't mean she doesn't love me. It just means that like. No, you're supposed to love your grandkids more than your kids, right? Isn't that, the <laughs> isn't that how it works? That's laws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, um, so he tells his dad, Ronnie that he had seen Shanann strangling the girls on a monitor. So he just flipped out and did the same to her. He later identifies an area in the grass where he buried Shanann and tells them, tells them each of the girls is in each subsequent tank on that site. Tanks. Tanks. The oil tanks. Disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. So they show too, like how they have to like extract these. Well, they don't show the actual extraction, but like it's a fucking shit show trying to get like these two fucking babies bodies out of these tanks it's fucking horrid and they do find shenan's body um they come with nine counts against him including murder tampering with uh dead bodies 
and unlawful death of an unborn child. Chris continues to try and sell this story of Shanann killing the children. Eventually, no one believes it. Yeah. No one except for his parents believe it. Oh, like, his parents. Nobody. His parents don't believe it either. No. But where do you think Chris Watts got his I have to keep up appearances from? Mm. And that's mm-hmm. the reason why his fucking parents are spouting that shit too in some sort of effort to try to keep up appearances. You know Did what you I mean? see what his mom wrote? His mom made a Facebook post that went fucking viral on Facebook uh, a while ago. And it was blaming Shanann. Like the, the whole yeah. post was basically like if Shanann hadn't done X, Y, Z. She was victim blaming her daughter-in-law for the deaths of her grandchildren. It's horrifying. And you can fuck all the way off, mm. bitch, because... Yeah. So she, eventually he ends up being like, you know what? I'm going to take a plea. If you guys take the death penalty off the table, I'm going to plea to all of this. Um, and his he is sentenced with the maximum. That's three life sentences plus 86 additional years for the death of their unborn son, Nico, which was really important, apparently, to Shanann's family that he also get penalized for that. Well, the wild thing is, too, is that so, you know, many cases it's like, OK, you're not going to really get the satisfaction, but he did get the time he got the penalty and many times you're like you, you're just gonna have to speculate to the end of the day is what actually happened you we can all assume that he did what he did but he did a criminal confession to the police finally so this is months and months after he's already in prison he's already facing his time and they record a criminal confession with him in which he finally comes out and says what happened. He said that Shanann had come home late. They had gotten into a little bit of a tiff, but ended up having sex that night. They woke up in the next morning and she, uh, she accused him of having an affair because of the, the receipts and all that stuff. So they got a big fight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he says he strangles her. He couldn't stop strangling her on the bed. And then his daughter walks to the door and it's like, what's wrong with mommy? And he says, mommy's just resting. And so they, he takes the two living children, puts them in his truck, puts their dead mother in the back of the truck, drives them out to this oil site. He buries her in a shallow grave while his six and three-year-old daughter are watching. Then he k- kills his three-year-old daughter by smothering her with her blanket while his six-year-old watches. And he says that his six-year-old daughter is like, are you going to do that to me too? And he said, the last thing she said was, please don't, daddy. Oh my God. It was, I'm telling you, when I say that I've never cried. like a monster. I literally was fucking just tears. What a fucking How could you do that? Like, I just, I don't understand. You're missing something as a human being. Exactly. children. Your babies. I'm telling you, I... Two beautiful, precious babies. And I don't even like kids. Yeah. You can cut that. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm I'm kinda of, I'm the same way and I, I I can't I can't fathom it. Like I can't and I think that's the reason why I will always like research stories like this is because in an attempt to understand and I mean I'm I'm thirty eight. kids have always been like off the table for me. And I thought it was because, like you, Cassie, I was like, ah, I don't like kids. But right. I think what it comes down to is 
that I take the responsibility so, so seriously, seriously, like yes. to yes. like almost a debilitating amount that it it I can't even be able to comprehend being able to deal with that much love and yes. care for mm-hmm. another person. Like I just don't know how I would be able to handle day to day life with another human that I'm responsible for. And just just the idea of of somebody not only being cavalier with that responsibility, but negating it in such a way that is is so violent and so antithetical like, to being a human. It's it's yeah, it's very difficult. I, I, yes, that's exactly it. I feel like you have to turn off part of your humanity in order to do that. Like you have to compartmentalize in a way that I think that I'm just not capable of. Because in that moment, I mean, because people are weird and complicated, and I'm sure he would say that he loved his children. So how then yeah. can you do that unless you are able to turn something off in mm-hmm. yourself? I, I don't see how else yeah. you would be able to accomplish that. It's so, uh, it's unfathomable. Yeah. And he's like, you know, now, of course, he's regretful in prison. I, I, I hate to even talk about it because I, I, he doesn't deserve to get those feelings shared. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, mm-hmm. fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Fuck no, you. <laughs> I you think know? I think it's a crazy in love in in almost a perfect sense, because I, I don't think that there is a better example of somebody that was so crazy in love with themselves. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, yeah, it's I mean, and, the highest level of narcissism. Everything from Shanann's perspective as well. I think, yeah. you know, very often it comes back to when we do these crazy in love stories, a lot of the time it comes back to that fear I think we all have of not knowing who we're married to, right? not knowing mm-hmm. who we're in a relationship with. Yep. Because how do you know that you're with somebody who is capable? Mm. You have children <laughs> with somebody who is capable of killing you and them that kind of evil is like that's what's so scary you know and it's it's weird to tell these stories because Mm -hmm. i don't want the takeaway to always be like oh it's terrifying out there like (laughs) sorry deuces good luck you know i don't want that to be the takeaway all the time but it is an important thing to just acknowledge that like you know just be careful yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the the thing of it is too is that, you know, I think probably from Shanann's perspective, she had it all, right? She had like a beautiful family and and her thing was too is like she was really like especially when you you think about like her talking about their relationship early on and and she's like he took on me. I'm broken. I have lupus. Mm-hmm, I have this problem mm-hmm. and and it's so, quite possible just like in yeah. my story from today that he even verbalize those things mm, to her. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. I don't care about the fact that you have an autoimmune disease, but other men won't Might. put up with that. Right. Sure. So, you know, I, there's that aspect of it too. I, these people, they play on your insecurities and your deepest fears. And like all of us just want to be loved and accepted. That's all any of us want, really, like when it comes down to it. Uh, and people like that will play on those feelings and that's it's I don't know I think that's what makes stories like this so absolutely tragic and Mm. devastating yeah 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 and she did she did so many things right too she had a really strong group of people around her that cared for her too and that I think is the other part that's so hard about this story is that I mean she did 
she did what we talk about on the podcast. She had strong friendships, people that were like, nah, girl, mm-hmm. I'm looking out for you. She, right. Which is another reason why the case was solved so quickly. I mean, we yeah. talk about it being solved quickly because he's a dumbass, which is true. But it was also solved so quickly, you know, because she had people around her who raised the flag immediately and were turned that alarm on immediately right. uh, to make sure that she got justice, you know. And like for him... Here's the thing. Does be does leaving your family make you kind of a shit person? Like kind of a shitty husband, kind of a shitty dad? Like yes it does, but it's infinitely better yeah. than taking your whole family out because you personally can't handle the responsibility. Just fucking leave. No. Just leave. Yeah. But these people won't do that because they can't stand the idea of being perceived as someone like that. But yeah. And having their children taken away from them, except that you literally are so worried about your kids being alive away from you that you'd rather them be dead. Yeah, it doesn't uh, make just, sense. It it's it's track. it's weird to look at these things and try and rationalize yeah, them because can't. it's you can't. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not. So. It's not rational at all. It's it's really really sick. Ugh. So that's a horrible um, story. I'm glad that you tackled that one. Yeah, totally. It, it is a good crazy in love because it. It does. Like, how well do you ever know somebody? And it's like, it's really mm. spooky. Really yeah. spooky. And speaking Dude. of, speaking and of. thank you for Nicole, for who, like, fucking came in and was like, nah, I don't know about this. BFF of the year. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. real. Speaking of, uh, we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but today happens to be 15 years yeah. married wow. for Cassie. Yeah, we're celebrating by not going in public. Hey. (laughs) Now, congratulations. Being married is is work. And I I don't know if many people really think about it. It can be really good work. It can be really hard work. It's uh, rewarding. Sometimes it's infuriating. But 15 (laughs) years is something to celebrate. So congratulations. Congrats, Cassie. I'm excited. What what are we watching this week? Oh, what am I? Oh, we just started uh, the new series March or the new season. I'm sorry of Marcella. Oh man! Oh nice. How are you liking it so far? We're like only a couple episodes in, and I legitimately, I mean, like it. You just get thrown right the fuck in. You it know, is. It just takes right the fuck off. It so you're feels like, okay. like I watched the trailer for the third season, and it feels like it's almost a different show. It, it does it's still good but you really are thrown into a whole new scenario like she's obviously well you know well i guess i don't want to give anything away but um it, you, it definitely do you like takes british a, a crime turn. procedurals the first two seasons are fucking perfection beauty and this yeah. so far is i mean we've only gotten a couple episodes in so far i like it i'm i'm not as quite enthralled with it as i was the first two seasons i'll say that but i'm still giving it an opportunity to come correct Totally. Uh, okay. Well, I've watched a couple of things. First thing, Anthony and I, because for years and years, we saw the trailer for this years and years ago, and we were like, we, we need to watch that because it looks like up our alley as far as just like weird fucking horror shit. And so we were like, let's watch it. Finally, uh, it's a German movie. So, you know, you it's know, scary. it's about to be uncomfy. Uh, it's a German horror movie called Good Night mommy nope oh jesus no nope. i've heard of um, this no thank you it is 
I hate it. Already. Look, it was really good. Like, if you like movies like Hereditary, like those kinds of very unsettling horror it's movies, Good Night, Mom. Yeah, <laughs> if you like like psychological horror movies that are like like very not. I guess it's not even horror. It's like a psychological thriller more I than anything it. else. Um, that it's gonna fuck you up mentally. This movie was so uncomfortable oh shit (laughs) but it was good it was very good but it was i'm telling you if if that's something that you sometimes i just like to put myself through that i don't know maybe it's based in some kind of deep childhood trauma who knows where that comes from but sometimes i feel like i need to just watch a movie that's gonna fuck me up that did it and it's it's german it's you have to read the subtitles but it's it's good on the other side of that coin you guys I will never stop talking about this. I'm sure I've talked about this on this podcast. I for sure talked about it on Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. It is something that I think will be probably one of the biggest bragging rights of my entire life that I got to see Hamilton in like the first week that it was on Broadway. It was my first time in New York. It was like my third day in New York. And somehow we got tickets to see Hamilton with the original cast. No way. Shit. The first week on Broadway. No way. At the Richard Rogers Theater. Yeah, I have pictures. Um, So, I mean, and it's insane to think of that now because of what a phenomenon that musical was that just kind of randomly I was able to go see it with the original cast and actually earlier that day my brother and I were just walking through Manhattan the day we went to go see Hamilton we were walking through Manhattan and ran into Lin-Manuel Miranda no yes yes I, I, I didn't get a picture with him and I hate it I took a picture of my brother with him obsessed we we you know talked a little bit about new york pizza and then i saw hamilton that night no way yes it was insane we were like like, hey you remember me yeah i was like (laughs) we're going to see your show tonight and he was like okay cool you know and i have an in the heights tattoo like that's how much like i am obsessed right so hamilton they released it on did you have it when you saw him I did, and I didn't tell him, and I'm just like, I don't know. I froze, okay? I'm Ah! bad with celebrities. I'm really bad. Uh, But so we, uh, it came out on Disney+. Plus. Anthony and I, like, got settled. We got coffee. We, like, (laughs) went home. We shut all the blinds so that it was, like, dark in our apartment, and we watched it, and it's amazing. Like, I (laughs) had seen it live with this exact cast, and it's just incredible. Like, it, it, Anthony, he doesn't listen to this podcast anyway, so it's fine. Um, rude. I, I know, I know, I know. I remind him how rude it is all the time. But Anthony cried like four times. Oh, wow. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, ex- I'm excited. Yeah. I so I highly it. recommend if you want something that's going to make you feel, feel things, but feel things in a positive way. Go watch Hamilton, especially if you like musicals. But even if you don't, I think people who don't like musicals will still like Hamilton. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll let you know on that because Eric's not a musical person <laughs> like at all, but he agreed to watch it with me. So I'm stoked. Yeah, it is. It is long. So if he's someone who doesn't like musicals, maybe actually take a break during the intermission. Mm-hmm. Like go, you know, step outside, have a smoke or whatever. But yeah, I think even people who don't like musicals can appreciate how amazing. Just it's just brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, 
I've been watching two things. I've been watching um, The Outsider. Speaking oh, of so scary good. things. Holy fucking it's so shit. Good. I know. Holy shit is so good. Ben Mendelsohn is Superb. incredible. And Cynthia Erivo, when you get there. Oh, oh my God. Crazy good. Yeah. She's so good. Uh, we're on like episode, I think, five or something. So they just revealed like what this thing is. Oh, my mm. Lord. Mm. I, mm. I, was, I was scared last night. So here's my palate cleanser. Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember what this show is called. We looked to find the dumbest thing yeah. that we could find on Netflix to go to sleep to. And this, it, it's called like Southern something. And it's almost like a southern version of Mythbusters, where they find no. where they find survival products and then oh, they man. test them out oh, to see my if they God. work. Oh my I'm God! In. Well, you need to find the name of this right away. I am so interested in that. It's like oh oh wow! It's like Mythbusters for preppers. Exactly, oh. exactly. Myth that preppers. is exactly what it is. And I was like. Oh, I'm fucking hooked to this. It is. Oh, they test no. out all these fucking crazy ass survivalist products. They're like, well, Just let's, watch people let's set a house on fire and see if it actually works. I'm just going to watch people eat dehydrated mac and just cheese. MREs. For the next like three hours. Oh, my God, dude. I love it. They're like constantly like blowing shit up. They're like, let's test these flame retardant suits. And then they get out this oh, big no. ass like flamethrower and like. You're like, okay, Lighten let's dummy do it. Fire. <laughs> like, well, Jesus. that re- flame retardant suit is not worth my money. Look how how badly it just burned up. <laughs> you know what's so a bummer great. is like how topical that's going to be, how necessary that information might be for us. I'm like, uh. when I'm stocking my prepper uh, basement situation, <laughs> yeah. my prepper bunker, when I'm stocking it, I need to watch this show yeah. so that I know not to buy the flame retardant suit That's that right. doesn't actually Ex- work. Exactly. It's retardant, not resistant, right? <laughs> I think it's called Southern Survival. So check it out Perfect. on Netflix. It's like really, really dumb. But like Amazing. I said, if you like Mythbusters, so for, oh, for sure. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> well, uh, Anybody else? Nope. Okay. Well, if you've got stories, uh, if you've got stuff we should watch, if you want to just reach out and say hello because quarantine has got you lonely and kind of crazy like all of us, go to our one-stop shop of website. It's myworstdatepodcast.com. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.